Hi, this is Stage Appropriate with Juno and Katie. We talk about musicals. <laughs> yeah, we do. Quite <laughs> a lot. Loads. And so that the people around us don't have to always listen to it. We started a podcast. Yeah. All right. Why are we talking about the history of Stage the Appropriate? The history of Stage Appropriate. That's not what this episode's about. What's no. this episode about? One sec. Crazy for you. That's Touch not it. me once and I wanted to do it. it. True. Well, that's wrong anyway, because that's a Madonna song, which is nothing yeah. to do with this musical. Did you want to say it? I can't remember how it goes. So. I'm crazy for you. Yeah. Which was the one thing I remember from when I saw it years ago. So we went to see Crazy Few at the Gillian Lynn Theatre in London. 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 And it was during Kids Week and we got these tickets as part of Official London Theatre Kids Week, where, as we've previously mentioned, kids go free. So it was well good. We got some really good tickets in row P of the stalls and I would report that they were a fantastic set of seats, weren't they? Really, really good view. Yes. And I would imagine from anywhere you sit in that theatre, you're going to get a good view. What was the problem with the theatre on the day we went, Juno? it was it was really hot. It was flipping boiling, wasn't it's it? It's always a bad sign when you see they have fans at the merch stand. Yeah, we should have taken that under advisement, shouldn't we? So it was very warm. This did not detract from the enjoyment of the show, but it did make me feel a bit sleepy. Just putting it out there. It wasn't the show that made her sleepy. Oh, the show, no, the show didn't make me sleepy. It wasn't like certain other shows that I have recently fallen asleep in due to a combination of boredom and jet lag. So, Juno, as we have discussed in a episode which may or may not have been posted already because we don't always do things in the right order we have decided we're going to restrict ourselves to three minute plot summaries now haven't we yeah i think that we will post that before because it's like order we saw shows okay because otherwise we talk for too long about plot and no one's interested in that we do so shall i start the timer wait what there's a timer yeah Ah. it's important to be strict with ourselves not three seconds So Crazy Few is about this guy called Bobby Child who works for his mum who runs a bank and he hates it. What does he really want to do? He wants to be a dancer. He wants to be a dancer. So the show starts with him trying to audition for this show. This guy called Bella Zangler, who's a director and he's got Zangler's Follies who are a load of like a dance troupe. But Bobby can't. Well, he does audition, doesn't he? But... Anyway, and then his mum sends him to Nevada to this place called Dead yeah, Rock. Why? Is that right? To foreclose on a bank. on a, Not a bank, on a theatre. Yes, to like close So it's this theater. town in literally the middle of nowhere in the desert. And his mum says to him, right, you need to go and foreclose. So people that own it haven't been paying their mortgage payments, which means the bank takes control of it. Also a plot of the film Theatre Camp, which we have just got back from watching. Yeah. And so Bobby turns up in this town and obviously sees it as quite a good opportunity because there's a theatre there. He likes theatre stuff. And another other thing he sees in the opportunity is he falls in love with just randomly that woman whose name i can't remember peggy polly 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 who's the daughter of the guy who owns the theater which is now a post office it's a bit confusing and there's literally like five people in the town and she's the only girl which would suck so they put on the show bobby pretends to be bella zangler yeah he gets all the follies to come and perform and then Polly falls in love with Bella Zangler. Yeah, while Bobby is pretending to be Bella Zangler. So that's yeah. a whole sort of screwball silliness. Yeah, and then Bella Zangler turns up. Yes. In the meantime, they put on the show, but no one comes to see it. These two weird... I'd forgotten about those two people. Yeah. The 
British people. Hello. Who come along? Eugene and, writing, and Patricia. They're writing a tour guide to like random towns in the American West, but they're not there to see the show. So the show sort of gets cancelled. And then in the second half... So I said Zangler <laughs> comes back. Come on, we're on a time here. Yeah. So Zangler comes back and all this crazy stuff happens because so Bobby's like trying to tell Polly that it's him that... She doesn't believe him. She fell in love with, and she's like, I don't believe you. Then when she sees there's two Zanglers, she's like, wait a second. And she feels pretty humiliated by the yeah. whole thing, as you would. And she's then been tricked. what happens at the end? Bobby had this woman who dis- who said they were engaged, but he said they weren't. And she's followed him to Nevada, but then she ends up falling in love with this guy who's a very aggressive saloon owner who wanted to marry Polly. So that all works out quite well. And then in the end, Bobby leaves. He goes back to New York. And there, Zangler's putting on the show and Polly's the star of it. But then she decides to leave because she misses Bobby. So she says she's going to go to New York to see Bobby. We've got 15 seconds left. And then Bobby comes back to try and find Polly. And then they are like, ah, and go to a different place to find each other. And then in the end, they do end up together. So, yeah. Yeah. It was like... That was three seconds left. It was like that time at the zoo on holiday where we went <laughs> to find Daddy and he'd gone because he was looking for us. But he went a different way. He went a different way. So it's a bit similar to that. So, crazy for you... Is tippity tappity? Yeah, tip tip so dancing, tap, tap, dance. tap dancing. Uh, a lot of cool costumes. Cool costumes, especially the dresses. Yeah. I had this whole thing like the the follies when they weren't wearing their sort of big feathery sequiny costumes. They were just wearing these really pretty dresses. I was like, I would maybe wear one of them. Look yeah, nice. they were. I was quite impressed with those. I liked them. So, Juno, was this your favourite of the shows we saw when we went to London? Yeah. Okay, so can you explain for our no. listeners? <laughs> you can't. Gosh, what it was that you liked about like it. it. Can you not think of anything specific about it that you liked? You know this. Like, the tippity tappetiness. Do you like a tippity tappety musical? Yeah. Okay. The other stuff. The other stuff. She really liked the other stuff. To be fair, the other stuff was good. The, the set was cool. The set was cool. Who was the star of the show? Charlie Stemp. And what do we think of Charlie Stemp? He is cool. Yeah, he is amazing. So we saw him in Mary Poppins as, as Bert, something, which was very exciting. My mum went one up on us because she not only saw him in Mary Poppins, she also saw him in Hello Dolly on Broadway, which is pretty swish. Hardcore. I know. She's fancy, isn't she? Hello Dolly, I think it's coming to London next year. That's quite exciting because I've never seen that on stage. I used to really like the film when I was a kid. There's another one of those random ones we used to watch all the time and then didn't understand why our friends didn't know it. So, crazy for you is, I think I read this in the programme, it's like a mixture, isn't it? It's it's a modern musical. I think it was made in the 90s, but it's using songs from like an old show called Girl Crazy and it's all George Gershwin songs. So I was thinking the only song I can remember from this is the one that goes, I'm crazy for you, which to be fair, I can't remember it. I can only remember that bit, but it's got some quite famous songs in. So like Someone to Watch Over Me, Polly sings that about that being the kind of man that she wants. That's quite a famous song. I think it's in The Witches of Eastwick. That's Oh, I know that. And the big number at the end of the first half, which was amazing, wasn't it? It was I Got Rhythm. So where the show's cancelled and no one's coming to see it, but Polly's like, who cares? Because everything's great. And so they did I Got Rhythm. It went on for a really, really long time. But it was good. It was good. It was very funny. It was like a full ensemble thing. And that's the nice thing about seeing something that's on in a theatre for a long time, because obviously it's got like a big cast as opposed to a touring thing where it might be a bit scaled down. And people my age who owned the Robbie Williams Swing When You're Winning album in the late 90s... You'll never reveal her age, though. also, also recognise the song. Oh no, they can't take that away from me, which is in this show as well. And that was nice. And nice work if you can get it. I know that song, but I don't really know why. I think it's just famous. What else did we like about the show? The songs were good, weren't they? The songs were good. They yes. weren't necessarily songs that you would then 
I don't think the songs were as catchy as Guys and Dolls, which we saw the night before. So I think if we, as always, like when we see a lot of shows in a short space of time. Kind of forget. You Not necessarily forget, but I think like they don't stand out for their individual merits. So I think I probably would have enjoyed Crazy Few More. I did enjoy it, but I think I would have enjoyed it even more if we hadn't seen it as like the second of five shows in three days. And although it's not similar to Guys and Dolls, I kind of instantly compared it to Guys and Dolls because that's what I'd seen like 14 hours before and I did prefer Guys and Dolls just because I thought the songs were a bit cooler Crazy Few what did we notice about the rest of the audience apart from the fact they all had fans and we didn't you said I can't say this after it was um, King and I it was definitely an audience of older people wasn't it which was quite interesting yeah Especially since it's not, I suppose the Gershwin songs are old, but the show itself isn't. And there's a a trend which I noticed during that show and which I want to discuss. And if any listeners have any opinions on this, we'd love to hear them. So some shows have overtures and some then have entourages as well. So the overture is a bit of music at the start that's played by the orchestra and it's like incorporates the musical motifs of the show. So you get like a little like mega mix. And then like the entourage is the same just at the start of the second half, isn't it? Yeah. And so we have a question that you can comment on like Spotify or Instagram or, Instagram, or anything because yeah. we are going to do something like a post with yeah. a vote. So should you talk during the overture? Well, it's not so much should you talk because you're not saying to people like, talk, do it. But like, should you be silent? As soon as the orchestra yeah, starts should playing, you quiet? should because, you fall in reverent um, silence and listen to it? Do you say it's like, is it like the trailers before I think it's like talking before the trailer, but talking during the trailers, yeah. But then there's the whole thing... Do you talk during the trailers? But we're not into that. So with the overture, it's like, do you talk during the overture? Because is it like their way of getting you to say, quiet, the show's about to start? That's what I think. Or is it just like getting you in a good mood for the show? So do you think, no, you shouldn't talk during the overture? You shouldn't talk during the overture. I think it's like literally rude. Because the orchestra and the musicians... It's their moment to shine. Yeah, they're no less important than the performers on stage. Yeah. Because if the performers on stage were just singing along to like a CD... That'd be rubbish. Or if they were just like, guys, the orchestra haven't come in today because they got really annoyed yesterday at people talking during the overture. So we found the soundtrack on Spotify. We're just going to sing along. We found some karaoke versions on YouTube. So we're just going to use them. It's rude. So I find it really annoying. And actually the people behind us in Crazy Few chatted away, didn't they? I don't think it's generally like a massive issue because I think my opinion on this is right. Usually if something's got an overture, it's an older show, which means the people going to see it are probably more seasoned theatre goers and will think, not going to talk during the overture whereas I think something like this I don't know it's a weird one it's a weird one because it's a modern musical but with older songs and a like older setting like it's not set in present day is it I just think it's well rude like you shouldn't talk while anyone's performing anything you shouldn't it's not on is it please tell us your comment yeah we would love to know so if you think the overture is just like for me to settle into my seat finish my conversation with the person I've come with then let us know that we will probably judge you a little bit so if you want to remain anonymous, maybe set up like a burner account. Yeah. So that you can respond to us on this. I just don't like it. I and also because as we've discussed on the previous episodes, I really like overtures. Do you know it's not that bothered? No, I'm just like, I can't tell what songs they are sometimes. And I'm like, I'm about to hear all these songs. Yeah. Like, I don't like hate them. It's just I feel like musicals are okay without them though. I'm quite you know what I mean. I'm not saying that in a rude way, I'm just thinking if there's yeah. a musical without an overture. Yeah, to be be fair, all of your favourite musicals are the more modern ones that don't have an overture anyway. Yeah, but they've got, like, pop music, so I don't think you can really Uh, do it. pop music overture would be sick. Yeah, that's true. That'd be so good. Um, But that's not, like, a traditional thing, and also it's the kind of thing I like, so... 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let us know what you think. Is it okay to talk during the overture and the entr'act? I say no to quote Veronica Sawyer from a show that does not have an overture. So that would be weird. I get it though, like because say like to use the example of Heather's, it literally just starts with the Dear Diary and that's it, and you're straight into it. And sometimes the start of the show in that way, Veronica, can like catch people off guard. Good work, Juno, asking that question just to prove to everyone I haven't taken you to see Heather's. I appreciate that. Making me look like a good parent. No, Juno was quite annoyed about it actually because I went to see it without her. Modern Family, except the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, it's not immediately relevant. I know, but you're just saying about how much of a good parent you are. Yeah, it's true. Can we talk about Eugene and Patricia in this show, by the way? So they were so random. So the show, first of all, it's set in New York, then it's set in Nevada. All the characters in it are American. And then sort of quite late on in the first half. Yeah. Suddenly these, and that's quite weird to me, new characters appearing that late on in the first half. I was like, whoa, what are you guys up to? They were so like exaggeratedly English, weren't they? Yeah. And wearing like little like explorer outfits. Like you expect to see people like colonising in the 19th century wearing them. That was quite funny. And then they sang this stiff upper lip song in the second half that was all like where they were trying to make everyone be a bit more British and like... Just dealing with things and not talking about your feelings. But that was quite funny. Oh, let's talk about the sort of physical comedy of it as well, because I think that's one of the things with Charlie Stemp that I really love. So he's like a, a quadruple threat, if not more, because he can sing. He's an amazing dancer, obviously. He's a good actor. And also just like physical comedy. So, you know, like when... Is it What Causes That? Yeah, the song that Bobby and Zangler sang. Yeah, was so, so there was funny. this funny song in the second half where Bobby was dressed up as Zangler and Zangler was there. He'd arrived at the end of the first half, like during I Got Rhythm. And just no one noticed him because they were all too busy like having rhythm. And then he and Bobby sang this song together. And at the start of it, it was really funny because it was like they each thought the other one was his mirror reflection. Yeah. And that was funny. And then it's just, it's sort of quite... They were doing the exact same thing. Like the timing was really important. And then when when Bobby first arrived in Nevada at the end of the first half, and he comes, not in the end of the first half, like in midway through the first half, and he is staggering because he's walked an hour from the train station because it's so remote. And he's gagging for some water. And he, like, faints down on the stage. And he absolutely goes down, doesn't he? Like, he went down in much the same way, I think, as me that time that I fell over and broke my face. But that's, like, actually the same thing that Bobby did. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. So Bobby does it. And then he kind of sits up because he notices how hot Polly is. And then he just, like, falls down again. So a lot of the laughs in the show come from Charlie Stemp or I guess whoever else is playing that part. Like we were lucky we got to see him, but I'm sure whoever's covering him is equally amazing. I heard the people behind us saying that someone they'd seen as Bobby before wasn't good. <gasps> I was eavesdropping. Were they talking about this during the overture by any chance? Maybe. Maybe you were eavesdropping on the people behind us this time, were you? Yeah. Interesting. Should you That's eavesdrop usually... on the people behind you? Should you? you? Oh, it's not so much eavesdropping. It's not eavesdropping you in public. If you're not talking and the people near you are, then obviously you're going to hear what they say. Um, it's not like a deliberate this thing. This is a modern family quote. You're not spying if you're in public. Is that is that right? Yeah, okay, it's cool. what Mitchell says. Mitchell, I get him. Cool. So yeah, so that's something to note with this show. Like, it is really funny. And do you think it's something that is like broadly appropriate for you? Yeah. And 10 year olds. So it's stage appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't anything. I think it was on those ones where there's nothing in it that you would be unsettled or upset by. It might just be that it didn't hold what the attention. Me in a musical that isn't about fish. That about fish? I cry in films about fish. Let's move on. Okay, from that. cool. Like you might say that Lame Is isn't appropriate because everybody dies. Hmm. Or you might argue that, like, even Anne Juliet, you could say it's not appropriate because of the swearing. Well, that's like why things aren't appropriate. 
Yeah, like, crazy what would upset me? Well, I don't even know. Like violent. I would say this, like violent things, fish. Well, like Heather's. Violent fish. Like if you were a really sensitive child, you might find some of the themes in certain shows, like Heather's or Dear Evan Hansen, for example, quite upsetting. Like people deliberately hurting themselves. Like you might find that traumatic. I don't know. Like if you were someone with more feelings. I have feelings. You've got quite a lot of feelings. That's true. I so, have a big feeling. What is your big feeling? Hunger. Oh, are you hungry? No. Oh. It's a penny thing. We shouldn't say these things if it's not true. It's Penny the Talking Cat People. The Talking the Cat talking People. Cat people. <laughs> like March of the Fish People. Penny and the Talking Cat People. You're weird. I'm a talking cat person. Anyway, the ending was nice, wasn't it? So everyone in the town realised what was happening, that Bobby had come back to try and find Polly, but Polly had gone to the train station to go to New York and find him, but then she came back and then they sort of set up like a wedding for them didn't they so they got her to put a wedding dress on which for some reason was just knocking about and they sort of set it up so the two of them could be together and there were some nice bits weren't they with the two of them dancing like when they sing the song shall we dance not to be confused with the one from the king and i no and then the second time we've mentioned the king and i that's weird isn't it Mm -hmm. it's quite strange it was slick. It was funny. Did laugh quite a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Had nice merch. Some good merch options there. We got fans, which we had to get afterwards. We had to like sneak back into the theatre to get them. Because my fear was the Gillian Lynn is quite new. And if it's really hot in there, how hot is it going to be in all the old theatres that they we were then in for the rest of the week? They an escalator in that yeah, theatre. that was quite weird, They'd wasn't obviously it? spent all their money on the escalator, and not the air, air conditioning. conditioning. And then I heard some people when we were in there talking about how they don't like it when there's air conditioning in the theatre. And I was like, guys. Why would... You're what? so wrong. Because... This is too warm. But then I am happy to report that when we were in the other theatres that week, we actually weren't too warm at all, were we? Mm. Like, it was fine, weirdly, considering that they were all older and presumably we should have been more hot then. So Crazy Few is going to be on at the Gillian Lynn in London, which is in Covent Garden. It's just over the road from the Travel Lodge until January 2024. So if you're listening to this and you think, this sounds fun. Get there. You've got plenty of time. But I don't think it's going to extend because they've then got Standing at the Sky's Edge coming. So I would guess that's going to be it for Crazy Few. But I'm sure that it will come back at some point and do something. Yeah, I like guess it might tour, but probably not. It won't have Charlie Stemp in. It'll be someone else playing that part. Half suckers. That was rude. They don't get to see Charlie I'm sure whoever else plays the part will be good. Not yeah. that the people behind us apparently thought that. So that's sad. Try and see it. It was good fun. It was good fun. Um, it was a sort of like 42nd Street. Did it make you think of 42nd Street? Like with that whole thing of putting on a show. And the whole tap dance. Yeah, yeah. and the tippity tappity. It wasn't wildly dissimilar. I think it um, was better than 42nd Street. I feel like I said that about Guys and Dolls as well. Why am I just comparing everything to 42nd Street? I don't know. It's a bit weird. But yeah, that idea of like a show within a show, I suppose, is the same sort of thing. And yeah, it was just it was good fun. Light and fluffy, nothing too serious. I enjoyed it. Juno enjoyed it. Everyone, I mean, I was going to say people behind us enjoyed everyone it. Everyone enjoyed it because it was a standing ovation. But to be fair, I think literally everything gets a standing ovation now, don't you think? That's maybe another question. Should everything get a standing ovation, or should we reserve that for stuff truly that's truly spectacular? spectacular. Yeah, because I think that's happening. I've noticed that more recently that there's more standing ovations happening, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I think it didn't, it wasn't so much. Actually, to be fair, what I think is that people in the stalls always stand up and people in the circles don't always. And because we usually try and sit at the front of the circle, we sometimes don't stand up if the people behind us aren't because we don't want to be rude. But now I just do it anyway if I feel like it because I'm crazy like that. If you're in a party mood. So that brings us to the end of our crazy few episodes. It was a nice little quick one, wasn't it? Yeah. If you've seen this show, let us know. You can find us on Instagram at stage. Hey, that's my thing. Okay. You, you can find us on Instagram at stage underscore appropriate. And we'll be back soon with more musical theatre nonsense.
Yes, we will. Goodbye. Goodbye.